I'm Kelly Coffey, CEO of City National Bank. Our Conversations podcast features in-depth interviews with innovative leaders from business, entertainment, and nonprofits. Now is the time to rethink, reinvent, and renew yourself and your business. Hello, everyone, and thank you for joining us for another episode of Conversations. I'm so glad to welcome our special guest today, Sarah Harden, to our podcast. Sarah is a renowned media executive and entrepreneur with over 20 years of experience in the entertainment industry. She's held leadership positions at major companies such as News Corp, The Turning Group, and Otter Media. And now Sarah is the CEO of Hello Sunshine, a media company founded by actor and producer Reese Witherspoon. Under Sarah's leadership, Hello Sunshine has become a prominent force in the industry, creating and producing a diverse range of content across film, television, and digital platforms. In 2020, Hello Sunshine Productions were nominated for 18 Emmys, and the company was named the second most innovative company in media by Fast Company. Sarah is also a fierce advocate for diversity and inclusion in media and has been recognized for her leadership and contributions to the industry. She's also a close personal friend of mine, and we are thrilled to have her on the show today to share her insights and experiences with us. So welcome, Sarah. Oh, Kelly, it's such a delight to be here, and thank you for that lovely introduction. Oh, it's so fun to have you today. We are going to have a lot of fun. So I want to start by going back in history and talk about your career before Hello Sunshine You've worked in so many different roles in the entertainment industry. So can you tell us a little bit about your early professional days? How did that evolve and how did it shape your leadership style? Well, I think with a lot of people, it's, it's it looks more linear when you when you look backwards. But I, I do think there is some, you know, I'm, I'm Australian. Um, my first sort of real job, like where I had to wear heels and um, <laughs> thankfully not so much, not as much anymore, actually. <laughs> That's right. Um with Boston Consulting Group, a management consulting firm, and that was out of college. And and then I came to the US to go to do an MBA on an Australian government scholarship. And, and that brought me to the US, I mean, I guess 20 something years ago, 26 years ago. And I came out of business school and my curiosity was really around the intersection of entertainment and technology. And I think that's been a through line since then. And so I left business school. I um, I actually did a startup with a couple of guys from MIT and went to San Francisco and rode the dot-com bubble up and down. And I think since then I've been in a series of roles, always getting closer to the consumer actually, and at different media companies, but I think always with a, in companies where I could play an entrepreneurial role, even in big companies. And News Corp was a fantastic environment for that. It was very entrepreneurially driven. And lucky to be in roles where it was, um, I, I spent a lot of time in business development and M&A, uh, really kind of on the business side of things, but always looking ahead to say, where's the entertainment and media business going and how do we develop um, opportunities, um, brands to meet the consumers where we think they're going at that intersection. And I, I think the big shift in the last and really brought me to Hello Sunshine was you know, entertainment was largely a B2B business. You know, people make content, they they distribute it to cable channels. And I think with the rise of the internet, with YouTube as the first direct consumer media brands, really, and, and that sort of brought me to Hello Sunshine. And when Reese and I first started Hello Sunshine, we talked about how do we, you know, we always correct people, we're not a production company, we're a media brand. And I think we do have these very traditional looking content studios at the center 
of the business, but as we built the company, also building relationships with directly with consumers that reflects the nature of our media business. It's, and for us, we always say it's not enough just to make content. We have to take responsibility in a very crowded media landscape for audiences showing up. And I, and I think that's the sort of brand and the business that we've been building at Hello Sunshine. Yeah. And it's interesting because it's an industry that's gone through so much change and you've always been at the forefront of that, which is, so I, I really want to get into that. But before we do, I also know you're an incredible leader and you've really honed that through many, many years. And, and I know that you, you don't really, I refer to you as the CEO of Hello Sunshine, but you call yourself the condition setter in chief. Mm. So I'd love to you to talk a little bit about how you lead, especially in such an incredible industry that's always changing. Yeah. Thanks for asking that question. I, I will tell you, leadership is very humbling. It's hard. I mean, and I, I, I find myself every week talking to someone and one of my executive team or a junior executive saying, yeah, this is the hard work of leadership, right? It is. And I think one of the ways I try and lead is just naming that. And I try to lead from a very human place. I try to lead from a place of curiosity, not judgment. It's interesting when you think about, you know, when we started the company, the first conversation recent I had was how do we create the conditions and a culture for a company that I would have loved to have worked in. And, and we're really lucky. It's interesting. The experience of starting a company, you get to set that from the ground up versus I, I'd bought, bought a bunch, been an experience where I bought a lot of companies at, at different points in their careers and, and both when I was at News Corp and then at Chernin and, and at Otter. And a lot of the culture and tone is often set and then you're trying to change it. And I, and this responsibility of like architecting from the ground up. So part of that is trying to be very intentional, name what's important to you as a culture. And then as you build, I think creating those conditions where people can grow as leaders um, and then you've got to hold them very accountable. So we talk a lot of Hello Sunshine. We've got pretty clear values and it's clear how those values ladder to our strategy and naming, you know, we both focus on keeping leaders and team members very accountable, but with, when you ratchet up accountability, you've got to ratchet up support too. So what does that look like? And through a female lens too, it's, it's really tricky, right? And a workplace that has a lot of young people, some of them in their first management roles as well. And, and that's the hardest work of leadership is when's the space, how, how do you hold people accountable and what is effective support? And, and I'm, I'm on that journey too. I was a, I was a first time CEO. I'm now the first time CEO of a company that's been bought by a private equity firm. I've never done these things before. And so we talk a lot about what my growth is as a leader, my, my exec team know exactly what I'm working on. And as we scale the company, it requires my exec team to scale their leadership and then requires our mid-career leaders to scale their leadership. And so we talk a lot about that very openly and naming what's working and what's hard and, and trying to put the scaffolding and support for people to really, you know, grow and scale themselves and all the while meeting you know, what the marketplace demands of us. Yeah. It's not easy, but I, but I think your openness and transparency and directness, I think helps people to understand where they have and, and, and then you're trying to understand what they need and it is hard. And it's been, we see so you started the company in 2019. So let's get into Hello Sunshine. Cause I think that'll bring some of this to light. 
And I think that's a really fascinating comment to actually think about building a culture from scratch. So you've mm. in, in an industry that's constantly changing and you've seen that. So it's been six years and you have built a media brand, not, not just a production company. So mm. talk, talk about where, what were the areas that you focused on first and then how it's kind of evolved since then? Yeah. And it has been six years. Yes. So 17, it's interesting. Our first offsite we did as the company, we're about 10 people was actually a values and culture offsite. You know, one of the things we talk about is you set tone and culture every day. And you can either set it intentionally or accidentally. And especially I think in startups, and I've seen that experience of early stage companies, often they started to talk about values and culture when things were going wrong, mm-hmm. right? When there were 40 people in. And I remember thinking, wow, I've got to get it. And, and I think with Reese talking about how do we build this and, and also when we talk about Hello Sunshine, you know, our mission is to change the narrative for women through representation, storytelling and building that, but also the recognition if we don't change that first for ourselves as an employees and tone and culture, how can we, like our insides have to match our our outsides. Mm -hmm. And so I think one of the first things, I think being so intentional about that at the start, but also connecting that directly to our success and our business success and our financial success, that if we can't authentically author our company, how do we stand a chance of putting out content that that authentically represents women in a different way? And the driving belief that that was the business, that that was the white space and a big white space that we were going to build the company into. So drawing that direct connection, it wasn't just, it doesn't just feel good to make a company that centers women's stories. It's a great business strategy. And then how do we do that if we don't create a culture that that centers the experience of our team members and feels good. And, and I think in a world and a workplace where the workplace experience for diverse employees hasn't always been that positive. And we had to hire and build a culture that not only was that, that represented and was able to both attract and retain a really diverse, world-class workforce. And that's hard and we've still got work to, we've still got so much work to do. I mean, how do we build true inclusivity and, and, and how do we do that in ways that then shows up in our, the work that we're doing and really draw out all of the talents and benefits and, and contributions of people. And that is just hard. That never ends, right? <laughs> it, it keeps going. But a huge white space. So were there lots of naysayers when you started? And is there was there a point where you feel like people got it? Yeah. I mean, I think it's interesting when you talk about centering women's stories and building, it's all of these, it's all a conversation about power, right? And, and I think the opportunity, the business opportunity that Reese saw um, and that she she saw she she's a very successful career as an actress and as a producer when we started the company. We started the company prior to Me Too and Times Up, but she was early on Instagram. She saw these audiences, and she saw this opportunity. And yet, when she went around in the marketplace, it was like we've got our one women's movie, we've got our one, and so it was this like crazy sort of disconnect. And so, what I would say 
it was just a giant blind spot less than a naysayer. I mean, it was just because the construction of our media, the, the gatekeepers would largely have been white cisgender men. And if you look at the stats about directors and all of those things, so it stands to reason if, if those power structures um, only represent a certain viewpoint and perspective, there's giant blind spots. And so I think what we saw, and I think, you know, I love Reese. she talking about, you know, her mum, Betty, early on saying, if, if you want something done, you've just got to do it yourself. And I think that feeling and, and having a, funding the company early stage was like, we've got to, we've just got to be in the show, not tell business, not tell people what the opportunity is and then ask for them to give us a shot. Reese, she has convening power. She had, and I, and I think the most, people ask me all the time what the first conversation was like, the the most notable part to it. And I, I really remember it so distinctly. She's just really motivated to leave this business better than she found it. And the, the conviction that there was a white space here. And then it was just all about how do we go execute, show, 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 because we're not asking we're not asking, please, for our stories. We had to go demonstrate and execute and prove that, you know, women's stories are big business and telling, constructing media that represents a wider range of the world's lived experiences when those audiences fully reflect that diversity of experience it's a good business strategy. Yeah. And is that when you feel like people got it, you know, whatever, want big little lies, whatever it was like, wow, with, you know, kind of a, I, it was proof. I, I think so. And I, and I do, I think it is like, you sort of just have to go demonstrate it. And I think, especially in Hollywood, right. I think there's a lot of, and I don't think it is, there's just a lot of accepted wisdom that's not right. Right. And, and so when it takes and then when you have a movie or a TV series that hits, like people reevaluate their accepted wisdom. And, and I think we got really lucky where we started the company at the time about the rise in streaming. And, you know, I think Reese talks a lot about going around with studio movies, talking about a rom-com idea and it's, and, and, but the reality was it was getting harder to get people to come to theaters. And so, it's a tough business. So you're looking more at superhero movies and more at the, all of those beautiful Pixar movies because getting kids and families to theaters wasn't hard. But the accepted wisdom was it's really hard. Like we all, we knew like we want more rom-coms. Women love watching rom-coms, but, but honestly, there's lots of ways then to having more platforms and that you're not in the at the mercy of, you know, the box office on the first weekend. And so we got really lucky at the time too, where there's this proliferation of platforms and global platforms. And, and so I think we really tried to rally into that and say, where do we go? Like you said, demonstrate that these narratives were going to find an audience. And look, you look at Big Little Lies, right? Which was, we were starting the company right as Reese was going into the first season of Big Little Lies. And she said something stunning to me in that first meeting, which was that's the first time she'd been an actress on a call sheet with other women at the top of the call sheet. Shocking to me. She'd either been generally always opposite a man or with multiple men. And when you look at Big Little Lies, it's like, of course that's going to be a hit. Firstly, it was, you know, 
unbelievably done by the, I mean, amazing cast, incredible producing team around that. We were one of the producers on that. But it was about motherhood and complexity and school drop-off. And it's so relatable, the story about five women. And so I I was shocked to hear that from her in her career. I was like, huh? And such a incredible cast, but with such connection to one another that came right through, right? Right. Female friendship and the complexities of motherhood and these, I mean, I was like, who doesn't want to watch that? I know, I know. And so I think that the, you know, the thing, one of the things I'm, I'm proud of most as we've built the company over the last five or six years and, and you have notable successes, right? It changes the accepted wisdom, right? And so, you know, I think, look, holding the the weight of that and the responsibility of making this company work, it's not just about Hello Sunshine and about the stories we can tell and, and elevate and, but it's also, it, it. I think it does the success of, and there's lots of companies like ours, right? And companies that are elevating diverse, more diverse storytellers. But the, the hope is that it helps it make it easier and pave the way for others. And that I think is like, that's certainly the responsibility that I continue to feel. <laughs> and, and that, and, and that race does too. And that drives our whole team. It drives a team. I mean, that, that, as you said, telling women's stories, making it easier for underrepresented voices to get out there and tell you're, you're, you are leading the way and opening that. And are there things you do to make sure the mission is reflected across all of, all of what you do, or is that just so ingrained that there's nothing special you have to do? Cause it was, it was the, it was the focus from the start. It's not just, is there a woman at the center of the story, right? But is, there's a level of passion that our leaders of our businesses have for these stories because you you have to the commitment and passion and then that translates in being able to set that up with a buyer who's going to love this and and through COVID and all of the things that so we talk a lot about um what are the conditions not only is something I and mean, everything has to reflect our mission that's table stakes but what's the highest and best way to do it and then now where I sort of when we started the company, we, we talked about with a 20-year kind of vision, we're in the second five years right now. So, and then I think now we're in a point of, of also like really naming like where we have more work to do, widening the, widening the range of the protagonists, the diversity of the protagonists, the diversity of our stories. We, we started really in scripted television, scripted film, then building in unscripted, we've actually just hired a executive, um, Lauren Kozlewski, who's we're building out in YA and family. What a mother-daughter tentpole movies and series that women can experience with their children because there's a, there's a gap in the market we see around that and, and in YA and I think broadening our brand. Other genres, you think about what's our version of sci-fi female-led horror, wherever we go with the brand. So, you know, as we look at changing the narrative for women, how do we continue to reflect a diversity of women's lived experiences and a diversity of all otherized voices that have, you know, for decades were sort of structurally excluded from our media landscape. And, And we're just, we're one company that's, that's moving that forward but no, we're constantly talking about 
does this ladder up to our mission? And, and then the more nuanced question, I'm everything does, but is this the highest and best use of our team, our time, our resources, our capital? And that's a really nuanced sort of balancing act um, because we are still, I mean, the hardest part of the job is I want to do more and everything and sooner, but we have to like, we have to continue to execute in a quality way because this marketplace is punishing and, and also you don't get the right to tell the next story if you don't execute the current one really, really well. And that's just, yeah, wow, that's that's a tension all of our leaders feel, right? It, uh, I, I get it. You have to say no a lot to yeah. really great ideas because yeah. they're not the best. And that's so hard. Let's talk. <laughs> it's hard. I know. I know. But you, you've even broadened. And let's take a, let's talk about the book club, Reese's book mm-hmm. club, which I love. You give me the best books ever that I, <laughs> that I, that I read. And so it's a pretty essential component yeah. um, and it's got a really, really strong following. So talk about like what the inspiration was for that and then, and then how you use it to continue to further the goals. Yeah. I mean, it starts with right from the start, the very start of the company, how do we authentically build a position in this business uh, also for a point of advantage, right? And so if you look at Reese authentically, she had, you know, we, we started this company with a few million dollars and, and a few slides. And so as we were building out and so very much being in the premium storytelling business. And that was just extending what Reese had already been doing and using that. And then the other part was that Reese had built from Gone Girl and Wild, this track record of book to film adaptations. And she happens to be a deep reader. And she had for many years been posting about books on her own Instagram and she just, and, and so that was authentically her. And so one of the things, the first decisions we talked about was as we build relationships directly with consumers, because that was a core part of the strategy, let's let's launch Reese's book club. And what did that mean? And she was already talking about books on social, but it meant we talked about just tent polling. Like let's pick a book in the first week of every month. Let's put a sticker on it and let's tell people what to expect from us as a brand that we're going to pick a book in the first week of every month. And Reese. People ask me all the time, does she realize she picks every book? <laughs> she does. She, and I think then also, I mean, the balancing act is, is advantage for our business model, right? But also we have to build trust with consumers. So we don't just pick 12 books a year that we're making film and TV shows. She picks books she's generally interested in reading. She reads widely, it goes fiction and nonfiction. We haven't picked a nonfiction book for a while, but she's um and so so that's been very strategic. It's given us a lot of advantage to be able to, it's also a way that we exemplify our mission. Reese really leans into looking at debut authors to diverse authors. And then I think, you know, probably two or three of those books a year we will pick for adaptation. And we, but we also love picking books that someone else has adapted. I mean, I'm literally, my bookshelf in front of me has all of our book club picks, and I'm looking at Firekeeper's Daughter by Angeline Bully. We picked that book knowing that the Obamas had optioned that, and we're excited about that. And so part of it is also like it exemplifies everything. It exemplifies our commitment to our mission of changing the narrative for women, elevating incredible storytellers and voices, and, and that's just part of the curatorial nature of our brand is 
shining a light on on that. And in some cases, we will then, you know, and examples like Little Fires Everywhere or Where the Crawdads Think, Daisy Jones and the Six, they're books that we picked first as Reese's Book Club picks, but we've gone on um, and in each case partnering with incredible talent and other producers and brought those to life in really distinctive ways. And um, and I think we talk about our flywheel in action, and that's a great example. Yeah, Daisy Jones of the Six was incredible, and now you're into music. Exactly, it's it, it it. I truly was. I love that book so much. I'm so I'm so proud of our team, and and I mean that incredible cast and the music, and um, I literally have it on on repeat. Um, and yeah. <laughs> me too. So you just announced the launch of Shine Away, uh, which is a new experiential franchise for consumers. So talk a little bit about that. That's really exciting. Yeah, I think, you know, we talk about building a brand and and we have. And, and if you think about our company, we're building a brand at the, as we looked ahead and we started, when we started six years ago, what is a brand that's going to represent the next 10 to 20 years of media? And this intersection between content community and commerce and commerce we it's it's like not doesn't mean just people buying things but it's a form of engagement right like it's a signal for engagement and i think it's a signal of are you building a brand with meaning about can you get people to engage with you we we didn't set out to build a wide reach brand right which had a hundred million you know uniques coming to our website no we sought to build a brand of depth of engagement, right? And so I think Shine Away, which is planned uh, in October, and it's a day-long event for women and uh, with programming across all of the parts of Hello Sunshine, bringing incredible talent, is sort of our brand brought to life and reflects the sort of our desire um, we've built real community with people who people who are committed uh, to our brand and they want to be part of the experience of it in the same way, you know, going to Amazon to watch Daisy Jones is an experience with our brand and this is part of extending that. And, look, we've done that since the start of the company. We had plans as we went into COVID to do that and I think now that we're coming out of that, it was an opportunity to bring us back. Um, we're really excited. We're partnered with AT&T on that and a very mission aligned brand partner for us and around creating connections that matter. And that's kind of a lot of the theme of that day. And I'm just really excited to, to be part of that. And I will say too, we're about to start the home edit tour and that's also bringing our consumers and our communities a way to experience our brand in a high touch way in real life um, is a part of a lot of parts of the company. And, and, you know, we're about to do that with the home edit tour as well, as well. It's exciting. I think we start that in 10 days. Uh, (laughs) Oh my gosh, it's coming. It's coming. So great. Well, so you've had, you, you've had so many successes and, uh, you brought it up earlier. You obviously sold to candle media in uh, 2021 at a Mm -hmm. record high valuation of 900 million. So, how has the company evolved under that new ownership? What's what's changed? I mean, it's funny. It's, a lot hasn't changed, which has been part of it, which has been, uh, you know, it's funny when you talk about the condition setter in chief. I think when you look at the first five years of the company, you know, uh, Reese and our exec team, we spent a lot of time in 2020, 2021 talking about what are the conditions we need to fully realize the potential of this company? 
And, you know, we're really ambitious about, you know, when we change the narrative for women, it's changing the way women get to walk through the world. How do we, the most meaningful media brand that centers women. And I think that led us to the candle deal backed by, by Blackstone. And honestly, it has been, as the CEO, it allowed us to take a deep breath and look at, okay, what are the next 15 years look at and be really ambitious about how we're, how we're growing the company in with intention and thoughtfulness. And, and we always talk about with no unnatural pressures, right? And so, look, I think having the, one of the first things we did was buy the home edit, ha- having the capital support to be able to turn around and do that. I think it's put us in a position where, you know, as we look at parts of our business, the ability to finance our own movies or series, if we think that helps us set them up creatively in the best way and and in the business sense. So just having that capacity as a CEO is very freeing um, because I didn't have that balance sheet behind us. And then I also think it's really wonderful. Candle, you know, we were the first deal at Candle and it was followed up by Moonbug and then Exile and Attention. And it's really nice to be part of this bigger ecosystem and saying, how do I, how do we realize the fullest potential of Hello Sunshine, but also doing that? I've, I've got partner CEOs um, and how do we do that together in ways? So working with Exile who um, center Latinx narratives and, uh, and focus on, on program those narratives for global audiences, not just Latin audience, you know, Latinx audiences, but we're working collaboratively on a couple of things, which I'm really excited about and helps us as we talk about how do we bring broader narratives to life um, and extend how we're showing up in the world as Hello Sunshine. Um, similarly with Moonbug, we've got some things working in the kids and family space with Moonbug. And so that's, it's been really, I mean, to have those sort of, I mean, there's something about leading early stage companies that a little lonely. I mean, we've got the most amazing and collaborative executive team in Reese, but it's actually really nice to most of what I do day to day hasn't changed, but I've also got the collaboration and partnership from, you know, Kevin and Tom, who I now report to, um, who, I mean, they're just totally have such an amazing strategic vantage point about the industry, the backing of Blackstone. And then I also have these other CEOs in our network and or in our company and um, being able to build alongside them is, is, I mean, really inspiring and really fun as well. And it feels a little less lonely than it can yeah, sometimes a, when you're on your that's own. That's a great resource because it's, it is lonely to be yeah. sitting in your seat. So that, yeah, that's a, that's a big benefit. So we always like to close conversations with a look to the future and you've done that your entire career. So I'm going to put you on the spot about the entertainment industry, lots changing, lots of disruption. How do you stay in on top of these trends and and make sure that you're at the at you and Hello Sunshine at the forefront of innovation? What are you, what are some of the things you do and you see? I mean, I think leading with curiosity. I mean, there is so much happening, and I think really looking as a leader to understand that and then understand how I chart the most responsible path forward for our business and the most advantage path forward from our business, and I you have to approach that with some humility as well. And I think the minute 
the minute you think you have all the answers, you're going to be really humbled. So I am a lifelong learner in that. And then I think doubling down on anywhere that you have advantage. So I think the the being able to chart a path through that, being very clear, very intentional, and you know, not having an ego that that, that if, you, if you've got something wrong, you can't course correct very quickly. But you know, the hard part is you've got to bring an organization along with you in that. And so we just talk about that very, very actively. I think the media landscape is going to continue to be very choppy. You know, I I, I have to expect there's going to be some consolidation. And what I always know to be true, and you come back to those truisms, is, you know, there's a continued hunger from audiences for meaningful content-led experiences and you know, how do we use the power that we have to drive our business forward in a ways that really is the highest and best use of our mission and meet that need. And it may change the partners we work with, the ways that gets told, the format of the stories, but that's still there. And sometimes it's sort of coming back to the basics around that. What can we control? And then trying to chart that path forward. And, you know, that mix of like, the conviction to drive a company forward and saying this is the right path and also staying open to, wow, what could we be missing? And that's it kind of energizing and for me as a leader and sometimes deeply. <laughs> well, there's never a dull moment. That's for sure. There's never a dull moment. <laughs> any any uh, of Hello Sunshine's future plans you want to share? New channels, content? Our strategy is more of the same, but different. And, um, and so I think if you look across scripted and, uh, you know, unscripted where, uh, I look at our, you know, I hope you'll continue to see, you know, our last few, um, series that we launched the book to film series and films continuing our unscripted series, um, continuing our direct to consumer businesses. So home edit and Reese's book club and the work that we're doing with brands, I think continue to see us experientially in real life show up and um and again building i think continue to build more brands that center diverse women and um so i think it's more of the same coming from hello sunshine well i look forward to seeing all of all of the future work that you're doing i'm a huge fan as you know and i think what you're doing is incredibly important and it's but it's also a lot of fun yeah, um, you, which Colin. i think and thank you for the support from 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 city national too to to our work and the work we've been in and through COVID and, you know, through various disruptions in our industry. <laughs> so, I mean, we appreciate the people who back us too. So thank you for that. Well, we are here for the long term and, uh, and I'm so thankful for you being on Conversations. And uh, thank you to everybody for listening. I'll talk to you again soon. Thanks for listening. We hope you'll subscribe to Conversations so you'll never miss an episode. We have lots of great guests this season who will inform and inspire you.